The author, Max Lucado, tells of a friend of his named Steve who worked at a pharmacy while he was in college. Steve's primary job for the pharmacy was delivering supplies, and part of his regular routine uh, was twice a week to, to deliver this big jug of water to a woman who lived about 50 feet behind the pharmacy in a little apartment. She lived there all by herself. And so two times a week, Steve would deliver this great big jug of water to her. He'd walk in and put it on her kitchen counter, and she would pay him and thank him, and he would leave, and, and that was it. Same routine, week after week. But after a while, Steve became sort of puzzled by this because he found out that the woman had had the city water turned off to her apartment. She was depending upon this water that Steve was delivering to her twice a week for all of her needs, for drinking, for washing, for bathing. And Steve just didn't understand this. He knew this woman was on a fixed income. He at first could not figure out why she would choose to have the city water turned off when it would be so much cheaper for her to receive municipal water rather than to pay for water to be delivered to her apartment twice a week. Friends, can you guess why the woman was willing to pay for water to be delivered to her apartment by Steve twice a week? I bet you already know. You see, the city would send water to her, yes, but the city would not send a person. Steve's visits were the reason that this woman was willing to pay for water delivery twice a week. The reality is that all human beings, all human beings have a deep, deep need for connection, for relationship. This need is so fundamental to us, so basic that it's like our need to eat or drink or sleep. If we do not have relationship, if we do not have connection, we can't be whole, healthy people. And why is this? Because we were created that way. Our relational God created us for relationship with God and with one another. Do you remember in the creation story in Genesis chapter 2 how God looked and saw that it was not good for Adam to be alone. So in response, God created a partner for Adam, someone to be connected to, someone to be in relationship with. You know, towards the end of her life, my grandmother was in a nursing home. And one day I got to talking to one of the administrators there, and she told me that it seemed to her that people in the nursing home who received very few visitors died faster than those who were regularly visited by family and friends. Friends, there's just something about us. When we are starved for connection, when we are starved for relationship, it hurts us. It hurts us body, mind, and spirit. And yet, sociologists tell us that today, people are more disconnected than ever. This was true even before this pandemic, which is causing us to have to practice this social distancing, which I know is so very hard. But even before that, we on a global scale had an epidemic going, and it was an epidemic of loneliness. So many people in society today 
live these isolated lives. We don't know our neighbors. We don't have soul friends. We don't have deep, deep connections. We don't have a support system, many of us. And this is so serious that the United Kingdom, back in 2018, appointed their very first minister of loneliness. Did you know that? That is a government position in the UK. I urge you to look it up online. It's, it's fascinating and sad at the same time. You see, they did studies there and found that more than 9 million people in the United Kingdom identified themselves as lonely, as disconnected, as isolated, and this minister of loneliness is charged with creating programs to try to reduce the number of people who feel that way, not only because it's bad for us socially, but because they recognize that it's very bad for us health-wise to be alone like that. Here in the U.S., well, I've got a really good friend who's a Christian counselor, and she tells me that many of her clients, deep down, have a significant issue with loneliness, that it is part of the reason they have struggles with their mental health. And in fact, my friend says that, that she sees some people who have tried very hard to use uh, things like Facebook and, and Snapchat and uh, other online programs to connect with people, but they do this just by watching, you know? They, 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 they try to approach relationship as if they can just watch people on Facebook or watch people's uh, stories on Snapchat, watch people on Instagram. But then these same folks will tell my friend that they, they feel so desperately lonely even though they spend hours each day watching people online. You see, the truth is we need more than superficial interactions. We need more than just watching. All of us, all of us human beings, in order to be whole and healthy, will. We need real connection, real relationship with God and with other people. And Jesus' life reflected this. Certainly, we can see that his life was marked by connection with God and with other people. Jesus was deeply, deeply connected to the Father. He knew the Father, of course, but beyond that, he understood that the Father was the source of his life. The Father was the heart of Jesus' heart. In the text just before our reading this morning, in fact, Jesus says, I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. Think about that. I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. Can there be any closer relationship than that? And then Jesus did have soul friends, the disciples whom he gathered around him, he was vulnerable with the disciples. He, he bared his soul to them. There was deep relationship there. And then think about all of the people in the Gospels that Jesus connected with. Again, his life was marked by reaching out and connecting with people. Do you remember Zacchaeus, the little man, the tax collector up in the sycamore tree trying to get a glimpse of Jesus as he passed by? Jesus sees Zacchaeus, and he connects with him, and Zacchaeus comes down, and Jesus goes to Zacchaeus' home to share a meal, to visit together. Or what about blind Bartimaeus, the beggar, crying on the side of the road, shouting out, praying that someone will see him, will connect with him? 
And Jesus does this. He comes to Bartimaeus, and you know what? That connection that Jesus has with him, it changes Bartimaeus' life. And what about the hemorrhaging woman? Hurting so badly, desperate for connection, for healing, she she creeps up and dares just touch the hem of Jesus' robe. And he connects with her. And again, that changes her whole life. Friends, Jesus understood how very much we need deep, deep connection and relationship with God and with other people in order to be healthy. And if we don't have that, well, then we are like a branch that has been cut from the vine. And we can wither away. Listen to his words again. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit because apart from me you can do nothing. Friends, how do we live in this image of the vine and the branches? How do we connect like that with God and with other people? You know, that life-giving love, that life-giving grace. Well, first and foremost, of course, we need to connect with God, and that means knowing God personally, which is very different from just knowing things about God. And a lot of us try to substitute knowing things about God for knowing God, you know? It's very possible to be a member of a church, to worship regularly, to study the Bible, to know all kinds of things about God, to be able to argue theological points, and yet not really be in deep personal relationship with God and Jesus Christ. You know, once I I went to visit Florida And I noticed there the Spanish moss that hangs on the trees there, and I walked up to to some and touched it. I was just so curious about it, and when I touched it, you know, it just fell right off in my hand. You see, the, the moss just hangs on the tree. It's not organically connected to it. Friends, we we are called to have a deep organic relationship with God and Jesus Christ, to really know him personally. And let me tell you, there is no relationship in this world that can substitute for that one. Not our relationship with our spouse or our children or our friends or our coworkers. Those are very important relationships, but they will not substitute for a deep and abiding organic relationship with God who is the vine. So during this time, we are socially distant from one another. Maybe we can take advantage of this and dig in deep to nurture this organic relationship that we need so badly with God and Jesus Christ. You know, a simple way to do that is to set aside time every single day for devotion and prayer. Maybe you can make that a priority during this time, especially if you're finding that you have extra time on your hands. Get your Bible out every day. Read a passage. You can start anywhere, but I recommend one of the Gospels. I'm reading the Gospel of Luke yet again right now. 
Luke is very close to my heart, so maybe you want to join me in that. But just open up your Bible and and read a, a short passage. Listen to the way God is talking to you through Holy Scripture. Pray over it. Turn it over in your mind. And then take time to pray, meaning first of all to to talk to God. You don't need to use any fancy words. You don't need to come up with formal prayers or phrases of any kind. You can just talk. Talk to God as if you are speaking to your very best friend in the whole wide world. And tell God everything that is on your heart. Don't hold anything back. You don't have to pretend, just tell the truth. God knows it all anyway, but it feels awful good to tell him how you feel. And then, and don't skip this part, take a few minutes to listen. Just sit in silence if you can for a minute or two and listen to God speak back to you. Friends, I promise you that if you will intentionally engage in that kind of spiritual practice, you will draw close to Jesus and you will know him. Not just about him, but you will know him and that will allow his grace then to transform your life in amazing ways. It will help you connect even deeper to others, which is step two. Connecting deeply to others. Jesus says he's the vine, the Christian community. Well, that's the branches. We're called to connect to the vine and to the other branches. I know that's especially hard right now. You know, in ordinary times, it takes effort to connect with other people. It takes intention to do that. I understand that. And then we're especially challenged during this difficult time that we're living through right now with this pandemic where we can feel so isolated and cut off from one another. But friends, I I urge you, I urge you to do your best to reach out. Don't truly isolate yourself and cut yourself off from others. That is so unhealthy. Find ways to reach out. And all of us have at least one of these ways at our disposal. You can pick up the phone and call a friend. You can text, you can email. You know what else you can do? You can write an actual note or letter because the mail is still being delivered. And I don't know about you, and maybe this just shows my age, but it means a lot to me when someone takes the time to write or type a note to me and sends it to me in the mail. I treasure them, I keep them, I reread them. Many of you have written me notes since I've been here and I have a big folder of them and I go back and reread them, especially when I need a little lift for my spirit. So maybe this week, if you have the time and the means, you might take a minute to write a note to a Christian friend to tell them that you love them, that you're thinking about them, that you're praying for them. That can mean a lot. You know, the other thing that we can do is use technology. There are services like Zoom and Google Hangout where you can gather with others for virtual meetings. You can see one another's faces. You can talk to each other. My husband and I had a virtual dinner party with our our daughter and some of her friends uh, just this weekend, and it meant so much to sit and break bread together. Yes, it was over the internet, but it still felt so good. We said grace together, it felt like we were at the same table. So I encourage you to think creatively like that. And the church, well, we're doing our best to continue to try to connect with you as well. 
You have soul friends here among us. I hope you know that. Many of our Bible studies and other online classes are being offered by Zoom or Google Hangout, other uh, web meeting services. You can connect with us through our website. You can send in a prayer request or any other request for something you need, and we will get back in touch with you. You can still email any member of the staff, and we are watching our email. We will answer you. I urge you, friends, please, please stay connected to the other branches because that's life-giving, especially at a time like this. Look, I know. It does take effort, as I said, and it also might mean that you have to Take the first step. You might need to extend your hand first. It feels good when people come to us, but sometimes that doesn't happen. If it doesn't, take the initiative. Reach out. Connect with others in Christian community, and you will find that it will give you life. I'll close with this. Many of you remember the former Speaker of the House, Sam Rayburn, Sam was a crusty old Texan, and he was known for speaking his mind. He was a very outspoken person and politician. Not a man that many would identify as um, sentimental. He just wasn't a sentimental sort of guy. So people were shocked when Sam Rayburn was diagnosed with terminal cancer, and the first thing he did was announce that he was leaving Washington, D.C., and he was going home to his small town of Bonham, Texas. People around him were worried. Folks in D.C. pulled Sam aside and said, what are you doing? Why would you leave Washington, D.C. at a time like this? We have the finest medical care in the world here. Why wouldn't you stay? and get the very best treatment at the very best facility when you're so ill. And Sam Rayburn said, because in Bonham, Texas, they know when you're sick and they care when you die. Friends, we need God and we need one another. We need deep connection and relationship with God. And we need deep relationship and connection with one another. Reach out to God, and God will meet you, I promise. Reach out to Christian friends, to soul friends, and I know that you will find someone who will connect with you and fill your soul as you will fill theirs. During this time, which will push us and stress us with respect to connection, friends, I urge you to remember Jesus' words. He is the vine, and we are the branches. Will you pray with me? Loving God in this extraordinary time, how grateful we are for you for the ways that you love us and the grace that you show us and the fact that you are always present if we will but reach out, that we can connect with you and know you better. And Lord, we thank you for our brothers and sisters in Christ, the branches. Lord, we pray that we would have the courage to reach out in love and care to our brothers and sisters and allow them to reach out in love and care to us so that together we may be stronger in a life-giving grace. It's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen.